Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. John Smith has a choice to make, maid or matron, this is Family of Blood. It's actually the family of blood. Hello, everyone. My name's Nathan. Welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world. It's the only one that exists. Don't look, go looking for any others. Uh, did I say my name? Well, it's Nathan, and I'm joined by Lawrence, who's my co-host. <laughs> He's here, too. Hello, Nathan. I am here, too. How the devil are you? That rhymed. I'm good. Um, I'm very lovely. Well, you, you were going ins- to You took a beat there, because you, you were figuring out how to insult me. <laughs> But nothing came, so you you just feigned niceness. Well, I know you have to have a quick edit on this one. So I was like, but don't I, don't I, sacrifice the integrity. I know of who I, you I are, considered Nathan. it for a second, and then I was like, it's not worth it. So I just, just carried on. But <laughs> yes, I was searching for an insult. Um, just faux niceness, outrageous yes. behaviour from you. Yes, indeed. What's going on? Not much, man. Docky Who. Uh, I'm I'm keeping up with that show. Don't know about you. I mean, I would hope so. It would <laughs> yeah. Pretty much throw a spanner into the works if that wasn't the case. Um, but yes, we are, of course, here to discuss Doki Who Series 3, Episode 9, uh, The Family of Blood, written once again by Paul Cornell and directed by Charles Palmer, the same team from last week, as this is part two of a two part story. We're wrapping up. The uh, the Family of Blood saga. How are you feeling? <laughs> the saga. <laughs> the Family of Blood saga. What, what, what would you call it? The end of an incredible era, Nathan. <laughs> you got a problem? <laughs> no, I haven't. I apologise. I think maybe because you feigned niceness, I was like, now I can get him back. I saw my opportunity and I went for it. People will be happy to know that we're not recalling an episode we've already recorded this week. <laughs> what yeah no okay i guess <laughs> yeah it's fresh it's fresh we have we didn't but the last two. one was fresh as well you're making 
terrible points today. That's fair. I'll accept it. Um, but speaking of pointing, um, son of mine is pointing a gun at <laughs> at Martha and uh, and Joan, mm. like the cliffhanger suggested. I said last week I was keen to revisit this because I couldn't remember what... Now that obviously John Smith doesn't have his sonic screwdriver, there's no TARDIS kind of intervention to get them out of this. That's normally how a cliffhanger is resolved. It's just some sonic trickery. And I was excited. Not really. Oh, it's a lot of it. It is no, a lot of it. No, it's not. No, it's not. You just make stuff up because you don't like the Sonic. Okay, the Age of Steel, sonic No, not Sonic. Little Crystal from the TARDIS. Oh, okay, right. So Sonic or the TARDIS then? No, Little Crystal, which is from the TARDIS, but it's neither. All right. It's part of the TARDIS. It counts as part of the TARDIS. Does it? Yeah. It's okay. part of the TARDIS. All right. I mean, that's a stretch, but sure. Right, it's um, not the TARDIS, though, is it? Okay, no, fine. <laughs> it's not the physical TARDIS. It's a part of it. All right, come on, then. What else is he using? If I, hang on, if I had a cake and then I cut you a slice of cake, that's still cake. Yeah, but it's not a slice of the TARDIS, though, is it? No, it's a it's a part of it, though. That a limb of crystal, the which we've never seen before, which is used exclusively for this episode, is not just a part of the TARDIS. The um the Daleks and New York one, whatever the second one, Evolution of the Daleks, Sonic the Radio. And after I mean, yes. a bit, after a bit. Yeah, but still got him out of a tough spot. I would argue it was a different situation. It wasn't like the episode didn't end with, like... Hit anyone like at gunpoint and almost dying. Fine, all right, fine. But this one, <laughs> no other examples. <laughs> no, I run off the top of my head. No, <laughs> go back and listen to every other episode of this. I've mentioned it a few times. It does happen. It happens frequently. It doesn't. You're just making it up because you don't like the Sonic. I no, it's not. That I don't like the Sonic. I have no beef with the Sonic. I just think it is always the get out of jail free card for a cliffhanger. It's not though. <laughs> I just proved it isn't. Where was this to, energy go, defending the Sonic if, last week? If you want to, if you want me to, I'll go through every two parter right now <laughs> and prove it's not. No, no one has time for that, least of all me. Um I've got a tight turnaround, Nathan. Alright, but it right, it's not the Sonic, it's not the TARDIS, but it is still some Time Lord shenanigan business. I, I mean I guess. Yeah. It's still a a little MacGuffin that does a little thing. Yeah. That draws some yeah. attention away. Do you know, I also, when I was watching this episode, I was excited to see what the thing would be to get them out of the situation. Because I, too, I couldn't remember it. I was like, oh, I wonder how it's done. I wonder, like, what, what the thing is to get them out with this little cliffhanger. And then, like, as soon as the episode started, I just remembered. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of annoying. What, like, before it happened, you went, oh, hang on, yeah. Like, literally, the like the theme song ended, and he was like, which one will you choose? Doc? And I was like, oh, Tommy. Yeah, okay, I remember that. <laughs> is, his name, is his name Tommy? His name is Tommy, yeah. Every single one of my notes about him says Timmy. <laughs> like, oh, shit, uh, no, it is Timmy. Sorry, it is Timmy. Sorry. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so you've been humbled. That's fine. I thought I was about to take the fattest L yeah. <laughs> on, my, on this show so far. No, he's the little boy, anyway. Yeah, love, love, um, love. Actually, little boy. Um, but yeah, some, some. So he opens the watch. It's the, it's the equivalent of like, you know, if you want to get a dog's attention, you squeak a toy, and they go, "What's that? Whoa, <laughs> hang on, yeah. what's going on over there?" Um, yeah. they do that. But the real resolution is Martha pulls this sick, like, switch 'em up cowboy move and just takes the gun. Which well, I she was... has a, she has a second 
uh, where they're distracted by the essence of the Time Lord. So she gets to just like do a quick, like James Bond, quick hit and grab the gun maneuver and be like, aha, now I'm on you. I think it's sick. Do you reckon? Like, I like. I know Martha's Martha is definitely a better person than me. I'd have shot him. <laughs> I would. I would have shot. They're hunting, right? They're like they're gonna die some way or another. It's not like the the doctor isn't actively trying to give them mercy. He's waiting for them to die. I'd have shot him. We'll talk about the reasons for all that later. On. But like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but like, I mean, the yes, you're right, but. There's a reason you're not traveling with the doctor. (laughs) I would not pass the test. No, you wouldn't. You're just bloodthirsty and immediately looking for the quick kill. And it's like, maybe this isn't for you, mate. You know when Donna was like, stop drowning the Ragnos. You can let it go now. I would be like, go on, doctor. Fucking drown. Exactly. And then look what would have happened. The doctor would have died. It's true. Yeah, I'm a bad influence. I shouldn't be traveling with him. Yeah, you shouldn't. You telling me you wouldn't have pulled the trigger? Probably not, if I'm being honest. No. No, you you waffle. That's 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 nonsense. You wouldn't kill these people. Uh, To be honest, no, Lawrence. I don't. I'm not trying to be like I'm. I'm so good. I mean, like killing someone. I couldn't kill anyone. I don't think I could. Like, I'm not going out. There's a difference between going out and passively being like, I reckon I might kill someone. And, like, an alien that is trying to kill you is trying to kill you. And you have one up on him. All right, but here's the thing, though. Keep in mind, this alien looks very human. As in, like, identical to a human, okay? Yeah, oh, You've yeah, got true, a gun, yeah. okay? And you know that when you pull the trigger, you're essentially just going to kill that human. All right? You, you really think you could? But I've seen... That's the thing. I've seen this episode of Doctor Who. And when the headmaster... <laughs> the he, When the headmaster, like, hesitated about killing that girl... Yeah, she took she took her shot. I'm not going to turn into one of them stories, Nathan. All right, but in this scenario, you obviously haven't seen the episode of Doctor (laughs) Who because you're fucking in it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Unless I've worked up to this point and gone like, this is really familiar. (laughs) Well, exactly. (laughs) All right, fine. All right, fine. I don't know if I could. Let's let's sweep over this ethical minefield of of discussion. Great. Um, what I do like about this scene is how, like, obviously when Martha gets it and like everyone kind of starts ushering out of the building it's really interesting to watch like this is the doctor's element normally yeah and it's very interesting to see like i know he's not he's the doctor but john smith for john smith yeah yeah to not call him the doctor in the scene because he's not intentionally acting as the doctor um is it's it's really really interesting to just see him crumble just to have no fucking clue what to do it's interesting to see how fucking useless he is he is (laughs) he's just a bumbling idiot and he's just like completely freezes up with absolutely Mm. no idea what to do he's just staring with a scared little look on his face because he's not the doctor he's he's weird little nerdy john smith who throws cricket balls at pianos and and drew (laughs) art he should have done a looney tunes maneuver (laughs) he He should have been like i've got this (laughs) the uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's some the the time lord instincts kick in at some odd moments they choose some odd moments to kick in like <laughs> sure he'll save a be a baby from being crushed by a piano but he won't save the village dancers from being killed by by this but he's hey. like look sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> yeah. can i say it's true it's true uh yeah he is it is very interesting to see him just like 
Martha even says, like, you're fucking useless. It's not that word. It's Doctor Who, but she, you know, she, says, <laughs> she turns around like, you're fucking useless. <laughs> she says, you're useless as a human. And he is. <laughs> they're like, they're just, they all escape, but then they're just stood outside the village hall, just like waiting around. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, they're Leave. just inside. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah, I love that when like Martha comes out and he's just stood there and she's like, fucking move. Go. <laughs> yeah. It is um, it is quite stupid of them. But I, I I do like we spoke last week like how the 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 vibe was very much there's a there's an aura of we don't quite know exactly what's happening until like a little bit into the episode. Yes. Um and like how it's it's kind of we know obviously that it's still the doctor and just something has happened, but there is an element of mystery who are the family of blood, why are these people getting taken? Um, yeah, all of this stuff. I like that in this one, they just like the like even son of mine says it. Like the gloves are off at a certain point. It's just like it's war. Let's have a yeah. war. Yeah, there's, and I, I like that you don't tiptoe around that too much. Which is there's good. no more hiding. The veil has been lifted. There's no need for for cloak and dagger and secrecy. It's just war. Let's let's fuck. We got one chance to to get the doctor and get what we want. Otherwise, we're dead. So we might as well just fucking go for it. So yeah. And it also, like, it's obviously for, uh, again, we don't, there's, I don't think it's ever been established, maybe in something else kind of outside of the main show, but, like, this is either a family or a species or something of just, like, incredibly talented predators. So, like, it makes sense. They get themselves into a position and then they flip the table. Then they turn it all around and go, yeah, we're actually going to bomb you all now, now that you're yeah. all confused and scared. Yeah, really cool. I, lo I love a little... Mm. I can't think of many other examples of it, but I love like a little local town having to defend against something. I think it's such a cool little concept. Like a seven samurai sort of thing. It's been... Mm. <laughs> um, I think it's what Rebel Moon is going to be, Zack Snyder's Star Wars, because he, like, he wanted to make a Star Wars movie based on Seven Samurai, not knowing that it had already been done twice on two separate occasions in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's an episode of the Clone Wars and it's an episode of the Mandalorian. <laughs> so like, <laughs> let's just have another one, I guess. Yeah, he's like, I don't think it's been explored properly. There's <laughs> two hours worth of it out there already or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there's another episode. There's a, another episode later in Doctor Who, which is very much like Seven Samurai, that kind of thing focused. Like, but But more so in like, you know, they have to train the town to defend against the bandits coming in and stuff, so... Have I seen that one? Probably that one not, I know? no. It's a, it's a Peter Capaldi episode, so probably not. Mm, yeah, probably not. Um, but yeah, it's a cool concept. It works really, really well. Um, it does... This, there is some, there's an element of, like... And I I know the episode in... Like, I wrote it down, like, that's a good insight. And then the episode... <laughs> the episode goes out of its way to, like, drum it home. And I'm like, okay, it's more obvious in retrospect now. <laughs> it's not... I don't feel as cool for mentioning it. Drum what at home? The, um, how, like... It's it's weird and unnatural to see the doctor call people to arms. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And and how is um? Well, he's not the doctor. That's the thing. the The yeah. whole point is, John Smith and the Doctor are two very different people, really. So, like, I mean, last week's episode where fucking you know the little boy was was messing up whilst they're shooting the gun. First of all, he wouldn't have had children shooting a gun anyway. But he wouldn't have just stood there and be like, "Yeah, go on, go beat the shit out of him." Like that's. That's not the doctor. So yeah, yeah. Permission yeah. to beat him? Yeah, crack on, man. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but he's like, he's like overseeing like mm. the. I don't know what they're doing. I don't. I've never held a gun in my life. But like, I guess like he's overseeing the like the putting together of all the parts that they need or whatever the fuck. But like, he's instrumental. Like he's ordering everyone around, and it's 
it's weird. It is weird to see. This is a great little sequence um, when the the scarecrows all you know activate and come in. They start lumbering through to the school and stuff, and then you've just got children, boys, terrified mm. out of their minds, all crying while holding guns and and looking absolutely ridiculous because it's like a twelve year old with a fucking rifle and stuff, yeah. and it's just it's this whole sequence is just so well done and the fact that like once the shooting starts it's then paired with this like like the school choir song playing over yeah, the top of good. it and the and the slow kind of like fading in and out of the scarecrow has been guns down and stuff it's it, it's really well done i think this whole episode there's some really well done moments um mm. of like filmmaking and this one in particular is is quite interesting and quite haunting really yeah I mean, I know they're just shooting at scarecrows, but like, it, it's this message still comes across that these are just still boys scared out of their minds, really. Well, the 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 Sunderbind character, like, he makes no secret. Like, he refers to the scarecrows as his army, like, relentlessly. Like, this, I know they're not like living and breathing or whatever, but they're they're mobile humanoid figures. Yeah, that are just getting mowed down, and it yeah, it's it's when you when you're right when you see like twelve year olds holding rifles and shit, and obviously. We know what the episode's speaking about, but like yeah. we know that a lot of those boys aren't going to be there. And like, and we we joked last week about how like they're all racist and everything, but like it, <laughs> World War One is still a fucking tragedy. <laughs> like it's it's still horrible yeah, that so true. many people died. <laughs> yeah, but they are all racist. So they are all racist. I'm not going to say they all didn't deserve. It, but there's <laughs> definitely a few that deserved it. There's some there's some rotten apples in there for sure. Um. um Last week we we talked about I don't know his name but the actor who plays Baines and his crackers of lines and he uh, he had another grey one <laughs> here when he goes Good evening headmaster do you like them headmaster you come to give me a cane and sir <laughs> or whatever he said it's just another just straight barrel in like four lines together in one I I can't tell if son of mine like is like not adapted to this like a human maybe like we don't even know how they speak like a human voice box could be a transition for him like we like maybe he's dealing with like part of Baines's consciousness because he obviously remembers certain qualities yeah but like there's I don't know what it is but I, I or what I liked like my head canon is just that son of mine is just really cunty like he, <laughs> he's just really happy to be sarcastic and like snipey for no reason whatsoever I yeah. love it very very good stuff. Uh, oh, I wrote this down as well. Just when I was like getting annoyed um, by like Timmy not handing over the like the watch that is obviously important. Yeah. I was like I was I was like why does he keep fucking running away with it? Like just give it to someone like not the family of blood obviously, but like give it to like Martha who is basically spending the entire episode going where's this fucking watch? <laughs> I need it. Um, but something I forgot was that the doctor's um, consciousness is like instructing him he's like keep me hidden the time's not right or something yeah um i don't i don't this isn't i don't think this is a fault with the episode i'm, I'm more keen to get your opinion on it like like when the time came was it the right time because i just felt like more people died before the time came what do you mean like like when when the stars aligned when it was time for timmy to give the watch over yeah i feel like i don't know it's just it's a weird it's weird placing that like after a bombing when the moment could have been right, probably before the bombing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They never make it explicit if anyone dies in the bombing. Like, yeah, they could just be blowing up fields. Yeah, exactly. Being, there is a lot. They of don't fields. know humans. Yeah. There is a lot of fields in the area. Like, <laughs> I, it's never explicitly said, but I mean, maybe. But 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They don't they prob- don't know human culture. They could just be bombing grass and being like, We get in them, we get- <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I think they know what humans look like. <laughs> I don't think they're look- bombing grass and be like, Yeah, got him. Like, <laughs> no, but they might not be all- looking. They might just be but like passively just bombing the area, not but like not zeroing in on any targets. But like, there's definitely people out there that we're hitting. I yeah, I I, I think they are. I think it's more of an intimidation strategy than an yeah. actual attack, really. Because if they do blow them up, then what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. So yeah, I I think it's more just shelling, really. Um, mm. yeah, I don't know when it when it comes to uh, the little boy and his little watch, um. You see, I, I I I kept finding myself getting annoyed whenever he opened it because I kind of had it in my head that, like, whenever he opened the watch and the energy came out, I'm like, oh, no, you're losing some of the Doctor's energy. Like, he's going to be... Oh, right. <laughs> like, he needs all of it, otherwise he's not... The, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he opens it and, like, the Doctor's like, whoa, hang on, where's my finger? What's, yeah. it, what's this about? Like, yeah. his health bar will be at, like, 75 when he, when he gets it back or whatever. And I'm like, that's he, he not how it works. Splash. Yeah, that's not how it works, obviously. But I don't well, know. Yeah, I just he had straight it in up my uses head. it as a weapon later on, doesn't he? He's like, "Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying." He like yeah. fucking blasts it at her, um, and I was getting annoyed by that. But that's that's my fault, really. I guess I just interpreted it wrong. Um, it does feel like that would be the case, though. It's not, though. It's not. No, it's mm. just. It's. I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. Time lord science. It's just one of them Doctor Who things that. You yeah. Get. Yeah. If you watch the show, you you get it by now. Like it's yeah. one of them ones. Yeah. Um. You were saying that funny thing about like the it's like an intimidation tactic. That was something I wanted to say um, just after that silly line where he's like, "Good afternoon, oh, good evening, headmaster." Blah blah blah, like and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, son of mine, like what I found really really interesting is that he like he says it in a private moment to um, uh, his mother. Um, it's so weird referring to these people like what <laughs> what what angle should I call her wife of mine mother of mine <laughs> I don't know which one to call her you can call her both um, they do they call each other all variations well, I know but because she's not she's nothing to me she's not my wife or my mother so oh, what I do see. I call her oh, I see Jenny that, of mine Jenny Jenny alien Jenny yeah um, so he, yeah he 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 is like a mm. private moment with alien Jenny where he's like he acknowledges that like human guns could be a problem in though in the bodies that they're in. Yeah, they actually might stand a chance with human weapons. Yeah, um, and so instead he like just, and maybe this is why he does that weird amalgamation of like a four line combination. He just decides to like his weapon of fear is just creeping everyone the fuck out, and like intentionally sparking fear in the headmaster, and then like getting in his head like he kills his mate and then like sends him off like go get john smith for me like he's he comes at it from a more like he doesn't just go in like pointing a gun because he knows he'd probably get a bullet yeah he he comes in more measured and like wanting to play the long game and creeping them out a little bit so he has the upper hand yeah he's he's smarter than just just walking in there and just shooting until he gets killed himself because he knows that's not necessarily going to work out for him. That's not his strong suit. So, yeah, send in the little scarecrow boys. <laughs> and he's like, what, what does he say? He's like, how many of these boys do you reckon like a year's time? Well, like, but he's psyching him the fuck out because he's saying like the headmaster doesn't know there's a there's a war happening in a year. Yeah. But he's like, in a year's time, do you reckon these boys will thank you? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he's, he has no idea what's happening by the end of it. Um, it's true. But yeah, 
do you want to talk about the um the the roast of the century the the absolute wrecking that Joan receives from one Martha Martha Jones I want to talk about your favorite character Joan uh and why why you why lo- is <laughs> and why like, last week you were like singing her praises and being like Joan can do no wrong but was then, I ever saying this yeah but then <laughs> Here we are, a slice of humble pie for you, I think. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I'm so glad I teed that up the way I did. <laughs> I'm on the right side of history. Um, but yeah, she's like, women aren't doctors, especially not women of your colour, and then Martha just fucking schools her unbelievably hard. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then Joan is like, well, you just read that in a book. And Martha's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> when yeah. I was studying to be a doctor, you dickhead. <laughs> Where the fuck would anyone else read it? You don't. That's not an instinct. You don't know this stuff without knowing it. Oh, Jesus. Martha's yeah. great. Martha's so good in this episode. She's got so much shit to deal with from every different direction. Yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that whether we like it or not, the man she fucking supposedly loves is treating her like shit and yeah. going after this other woman. And then she's got to fucking deal with a family, and then she's got to deal with the fact that the doctor's just a fucking idiot who doesn't know who he is <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. She must be so stressed, man. She like and then, she and then does like a week in a spa after this. She does. They should have taken her to a spa full stop. We said this last week anyway. Yeah. But at least she's earned it now. Like, she deserves that time off. 100%. Um, what I'd like is, like, on top of that, like, as well, all of that stress going on. And then, like, there's, there's alien hunters... Yeah. in the village but still she'll walk into like a village hall and someone's like hang on you can't go in there because of your skin color and she's like really dude yeah. <laughs> like, like, now as if all of that wasn't bad enough she's also got racism to deal with on top of <laughs> from it. everyone she walks past <laughs> exactly oh, but, um, poor martha man. my my next note and i I'll, I'll do my best to say this phonetically um, my next note is just in quotes i found his tardis <laughs> His TARDIS. He he finds his TARDIS. Then what happens? Oh, um, you get you get that really nice scene where Joan is like asking John Smith about like where he grew up, and she's just having that conversation with him. I think as he's like getting ready to go and fight with the boys or something. Yeah. Um, and you you that get that weird. that. Huh? That sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> go 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 and have a tussle with the lads. Yeah. Um, but you get that scene where and and you because oh yeah where she's. She's asking him where he grew up, and he's just basically reading the Wikipedia entry for Nottingham, basically. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's a couple miles north of this lovely river. And she's like, "What? that doesn't mean anything, bro. Yeah. Like, where, where did you grow up? It's Tell me all the... It's just facts that the TARDIS put in his head to, yeah. to, to flesh it out, basically. But it, It's sad to watch him flail as well, because like, he just... You can so tell that he, he wishes he could remember more than that. It's, but, it's, this, is, this is what I was saying last week, like... This week we have some truly incredible performances and and the standout is David Tennant because like mm. watching him struggle and try to come to terms but also just be in complete denial about the fact that he essentially doesn't exist, that his whole life is a lie. It's so good. It's so good watching him try to wrestle and struggle with that. And when he's like when they see the TARDIS and he's breaking down and he's like he's flat out denying like no i've never seen that like no you have you have yeah and then he just like fully breaks down he's like am i not enough is am i like what i want to be me i don't want to be the doctor and all this sort of stuff it's 
It's so good. He's so fucking good at all that stuff, man. It's, it's, it's really, like, it's, it's an insanely talented performance because, like, what he's effectively playing is, like, half a person. Yeah. Because he is half a person. He's literally, like you just said, he's got what the TARDIS put in his head and that's it. Yeah. But, like, that person still isn't devoid of, like, emotion and feeling and like he wishes he could remember more that he can't and like you you're right when he sees the tardis it's just indisputable evidence that this is real and the it the story's being real is is implying he's not and he's just like oh god like can you imagine if someone told you your entire existence is just nonsense it's just a story like mm. fucked dude it's so fun he plays it so so well it's it's really really good there's a moment a little bit later when they're in the house where he kind of like snaps at Martha and is like well, what do you do what's the point of you why are you with him mm. and he, she tells her it's like he's lonely and he's like oh and that's what you want me to be you want yeah. me to just essentially kill myself so I can be lonely so <laughs> I can be a lonely alien <laughs> yeah and the fact that like you know he asks John Smith asks Martha like why did you just stand by and let me have a relationship with Joan then? Why did you let this happen? And she was like, I tried to, but like, he didn't warn me. And he's like, that never occurred to him. Yeah. Falling in love was one thing that was not even a possibility to him. And then you think about that and you're like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that is pretty fucked, really. It, it's fucked. And like, what I think this episode managed to capture really well in that vein was like, we're always used to seeing stuff from the doctor's point of view. Yeah. Like we're used to seeing like he's, he's normally, and also like he, normally he's the best person in the scenario. Cause he's put up against people that like would do harm and would like, he's the, he's always the hero. Like that's, that's the doctor is like an archetypal hero character. Yeah. Um, typically do no wrong. He can do wrong, but it's always in the service of doing something good. Um, and what I just think is really interesting is that like, we're always on side with that. But when you remove it, him from the main bulk of this two-part story, um, that being like the essence of the, the actual Doctor, um, it just kind of it puts into perspective how fucked of a choice this is. Like, yeah. the the Doctor's plan was essentially to conceptualize a man with a ticking time limit of his own life. Like, he was always gonna, in two months, three months, the Doctor was just happy getting to, rid of this yeah. person yeah yeah to take over and to to slot back in his place and to mm. to just scurry off basically yeah it's fucked like it's, counting down the days until he dies it's so fucked up yeah but yeah never occurred to him that like he would he could meet someone he fell in love with and all this sort of stuff it just wasn't a possibility which I, I guess, you know, that's like the humanity of it that is the human nature like that's mm. to him that's just a it's not a plausible concept. Sure, maybe this is even something to do with Rose. Maybe he's just so fucking burnt out after that he can't see it being a possibility or something. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. I, yeah, I thought about Rose as well because falling in love does occur to him. It's happened. It has happened, yeah, but... But also, like, in the in the heat of certain things, the Doctor doesn't take a moment to consider small things. No, yeah. He, he never, he just always goes, he's like, you, you know, running into that TARDIS, he went, I've got it. That's what, right, that's what we're doing. Roll. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Within yeah. Now. Yeah, and, and then obviously Martha went to the toilet and he recorded a, a message <laughs> yeah. for her. So he had a bit of time, I guess. And he recorded that message at some point. We still don't know quite where, <laughs> but yeah. He um, froze Martha with the sonic screwdriver <laughs> in time and went, hey, I've got to record this one. <laughs> yeah. So the little boy comes to the house and he's like, here's a watch. Yeah, have he's a like, watch enough now. people have died now. I've been counting, so you can have yeah. the watch now. <laughs> here's a little watch. And then we just get more just <laughs> fucking incredible performances and, and more David Tennant wrestling with himself and humanity there's a good little moment which i do enjoy where he he picks up the watch and he and he just has a moment he just has like a, a second of the doctor just shining through and then mm. he just like and then he's like whoa what the fuck was that that was terrifying yeah. really yeah because some, someone asked like someone asked like what what how does it work do you just open it and he's like oh well, the binary blah 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 of whatever the fuck yeah. and he does a yeah he falls back into again um a talent to fucking 10 i'm sure we said this uh, yeah, actually, last week we said it less so in a in a more serious nature, but like it was it was where he could where he was able to say in the behind the scenes thing the dingle dangle bingle bongle and then slip straight back into the the doctor. Yeah, but I, that, I watched that like after we got the episode, and it is literally like like less than a second between them. It it's is wild. Like, yippity do, yippity ta, yippita pitita, and twenty three. Don't yeah. let. <laughs> <laughs> but like that but that's and he he does that here but obviously it's in such a more heartbreaking thing and obviously yeah. it's actually in the episode as well where he just slips back into 10 just for a second and you go oh this guy really is alien isn't he you forget yeah. um and yeah it's it's great the um i i like the moment where he gets the watch and he's like he just has that moment of like selfishness that i don't think i don't think john smith is the kind of man that would go through with that anyway but just what, that moment where he says of, he can give it to them, give them yeah. the watch, yeah, yeah, and he's just and he's willing to do it just because he's <clears throat> you 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 panic, don't you? And we saw earlier he's a man that's like racked with fucking indecisiveness and and doesn't know what to do in times of crisis. So it would it would occur to you to save yourself. Mm. Um, but then Joan reads the book and figures out that that's not really going to work because if that is the case, and the family will just live forever and just burn everything, basically. Yeah. So. You gotta yeah. die, John. I'm sorry, but you gotta die. That and that—that's the sad kind of climax of it. Um, that it kind of all. I mean, like the actual resolution to the episode happens very quickly. Most of the emotional. We don't even is in see that. it really. We yeah, don't even, not really. We don't even see the change. It happens off screen. Mm. But I do like I do like the moment like he shares with Joan where they, you know, they have the the shared vision. What what could have been what what could have been their life together and everything like that, which is. More heartbreak on top of it all. Really. Yeah, basically, my I, I, my exact note reads: the flash forwards are heartbreaking. I cried, and then I don't even know what I wanted to say with this. But the next, yeah. this is how just broken I was after seeing it. My next point is just his entire life 
full stop and i stopped writing but like just there's something about it you do yeah. see his entire life play out and you just wish it were possible yeah like could the, the doctor lives long enough could he not just let john smith live a life like what's what's fucking 70 years or whatever but but then but then what then I, I know, I know, he had to stop the stupid family, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the curse of the doctor. He's going to go on, so yeah. so that's other the... people can have that life, but that's but not true. him. Yeah, we we spoke about this as well already. But the um the first the first of um what's that meme mm. where like it's weird that it happened twice? Where it's like it's from Phineas and Ferb. If I uh if I had a nickel for every time something happened i'd have two nickels which isn't a lot but it's weird that it happened twice it's it's that right it's that with with the 10th doctor in old man makeup yeah <laughs> yeah and, and different, different old man, old man makeup, man makeup. <laughs> i don't get a different old, well i get it because it's different episodes and it's you know different well, no it's the same production crew but like John Smith is a different entity. He would have aged differently. He might have had different life experiences that maybe caused him to have different darker eyebrows. Um, yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I just know that it looked great. It did look very good. Probably could have saved themselves some money and just like when they was filming Last of the Time Lords, just like <laughs> just like got him in some pajamas for a moment. <laughs> just like just lay in this bed for a second. We'll get some oh, what, pickups. with John Simon and the Valiant set and everything. Else. Yeah, they could have done that. That's true. It definitely it all, could have done that. It was all in a warehouse anyway, wasn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, this probably weren't. This was probably on location somewhere. Yeah, most of this was really. So, so then he goes to visit the family, and we, you know, we're not quite sure what's going on. It seems like oh, he is just giving up the watch. He's taking the coward's way out, and he's choosing. John Smith is choosing to give them the watch and then fuck off. I guess. Mm. But and then you uh, see, and then you see that little fool. Yeah. <laughs> That little it's fall not, he does. It's not the it's the second fall. It's this. It's yeah. the one where he gets pushed. Um, but then he reaches his arm out as he gets pushed, and he and he flips all those switches. And I'm like, nah, there's something going on here. There's some something shenanigans. Fishy. Like, yeah, they keep <laughs> showing all these buttons being pressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Nathan, they really shouldn't have let him press all those buttons. It's um, it's a great it's a great reveal. It's just a really good moment where he does go from John to just the. Oh, I think the real question is, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, yes, we are so back, baby. I said, like, I wrote down, you get all of the 10 mannerisms, the lean in, the glasses, the eyebrows, the smirk, the sniff, yeah. and the neck twist, all in, like, two lines. And it's like, oh, we're so back, baby. Like, let's go. And also, what's worse is the episode makes you forget how much of a prick he is. Yeah, he's such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. you're like, he's back and the music swells and you're like, dun, 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 yeah, let's fucking kill these guys. Yeah. You, it's right, you do get like a lot of Tenant, just like straight, like a lot of the Tenth Doctor just like thrown at you straight away. I really like the moment where he, he puts on the glasses, but then he does a little tap on like the vent and he like kind of listens to it and he's like, oh, I really don't like the look of your like thermal exhaust or whatever sort of thing. <laughs> Oh, he's so good. He's really good it's, at that. It's really good. And it, we've always said that one of the main strengths of Ten is that he his Tenant's ability for like physical performance is unmatched. Like yeah. just how he's able to just tinker and touch and play with stuff. Yeah. Around yeah, him is, is, is unparalleled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great. And I've, I've it's as what I'm it's what I'm saying is right. Ten's Ten's return is triumphant. Yeah. 
but it's just so sad. It's it's sad, but it's also <laughs> scary because then the scene that follows is oh, <laughs> you know, like oh, some this, ethical conundrums here. This is the hero of the kids show that we're watching. <laughs> this is <laughs> Doctor Who because. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking, it's dark and brutal. And it's dark and brutal in ways that I didn't even realize as a kid. Like yeah. watching this as a 29-year-old man, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> this mm. is intense. This is very intense. Just that shot where you have, you know, after the explosion and there's the doctor just looking down at them. Oh like, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's, and then what happens, like he... What does he do? So his, the father gets uh, wrapped in unbreakable chains and like shoved down a shaft somewhere. The mother gets tripped into some kind of like a black hole sort of situation. Just push, straight up pushes her out the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the daughter is trapped in every single mirror in the universe, apparently. R right. Quick one before we go on to Son of Mine. Right. This. This is unfair. <laughs> Okay. Like, this this one not 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 to the daughter of mine whatever she's a murderer i don't give a fuck like whatever yeah it's 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 terrifying to see what the 10th doctor is willing to do but like they do deserve punishment but like <laughs> yeah not that not that to, to not to that degree my point is right and you have to keep in mind that the episode following this is blink <clears throat> yes so in a two-week time period yeah two everyday things that i would see growing up in london yeah Right, there's mirrors in everyone's houses, and there's yeah. a million stone things all over the UK. Yeah, they fucked them both for me in the span of two weeks, forever, because yeah. I don't like it that now it's still to this day. If I look in a mirror and I see like a fly goes behind me, and I'm like, what the fuck? oh my god! And it's then I always man. remember that creepy voice just going. Every time you think you see someone in the background, that's her. Yeah. It's always her. <clears throat> I'm like, fuck! I hated it. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> It's good. It's good stuff. Um, and then Son of Mine Baines just gets, he said uh, he gets suspended in time and then put to work guarding the fields of England as their protector. <laughs> he's so he's a, he's a scarecrow. He's, yeah. he's just dressed up as a scarecrow and just there for eternity. Just, I guess, just watching a fit, which is so fucking dark when you think about it. Um, and then there's the line with the the narration from Baines, like, um, and that's how we we realized what was doing, like what the doctor was doing. He wasn't running or hiding. He was being kind. He was he was given as a chance to to not go through this. And it's like, yeah. fuck, man, that's oh, that's that's, that's why he went through all this hassle. The doctor was being kind to them and they forced his hand they removed that from him and now he's like i tried i tried yeah. to be nice but now be a scarecrow it's that and yeah that like genuinely some mm. of the best writing in the revival series yeah up to this genuinely point. so fucking good yeah it's just the yeah and and also like again what that actor can do uh harry lloyd his name was the son of mine yeah like that monologue is so depressingly haunting and monotone and yeah, like oh, just, phenomenal fucking voiceover work from him as well. But like it just, yeah, the the, the notion of that he was giving them a chance. He was his mercy was to not fight them. Yeah, 
and give them that opportunity. Yeah, fucked. Absolutely mm. wild. I love, I love like when it boils down to it, this entire episode is kind of about life in general. Like the doctor's lived so long that he kind of loses himself to that every now and again. John Smith is literally allowed two months to live. And then there's also a thing in like the pursuit of life just condemns you. The pursuit of eternal life will just leave you a monster essentially yeah 100 percent. it's it's quite scary because it's it's the first time especially in you who that we we really see what the doctor is capable of like mm. we see the the brutality this is something that can that can come up a little bit later especially in the moffat era we do get more more glimpses of this of like the darkness of the time lords and and yeah you know he's not always the uh, pick party at one point he has a line which i absolutely fucking adore which is the doctor is no longer here you're stuck with me and it's it's so fucking good yeah yeah. (laughs) um yeah it's it's just like it's our first little taste of that like what he is actually capable of and what he can do and it's it's quite frightening really yeah yeah for sure um yeah uh and then like obviously that is all very traumatizing like seeing what he's willing to do to those those aggressors yeah but then i'd argue what's more frightening is just how fine he seems <laughs> yeah after all of this yeah he he just goes to see joan and what what i love about this scene when it's when it's the doctor and joan as opposed to john and joan yeah. it's he's obviously a very different man and that's that's quite evident in the mannerisms and the way david plays it but you know he's like he, he's almost too happy yeah he's he's too happy and gleeful and he's like uh oh he's still here you know he's in here somewhere you could come with me we can have a, a good time together and then the way she just fucking calls him out and is like if you hadn't have chosen this place on a whim yeah. And just and just come here willy nilly for the fun of it. Would anyone have died? And just the look on his face, just the realization, and just the way it dawns on him, and he leaves and doesn't even look back at her. Yeah. When he leaves, oh, so it, good, man. It's when he, yeah, he gets called out on his toxic behavior. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, um, yeah. He had two strikes. I was practically <laughs> shouting at the fucking TV when he was doing this. Mm. Right. There's, he had two strikes in that. The first one was to walk in and be like. Come with me, baby. Let's travel. Mm. <laughs> and it was like very much a case of, come and travel. Come and see the see the universe or whatever. And she was like, "Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll parade about the universe with the face of my dead would be husband." Yeah. Like, and then and then the second the second thing that struck her is everything that John Smith ever was. He's in here somewhere. And it's like, what a haunting thing to fucking say. <laughs> yeah. What really a terrifying is. thing to conceptualize in yeah. the mind of a person who it doesn't live in present day, cannot conceive of most technology and stuff like that. Like it just what a horrible thing for her to visualize. It's not me, but he's kind of here, I guess. So Yeah. Come it, on. It just it makes you picture like the, the get out the sunken place. Is John Smith in there? consciously screaming to fucking get out like what like yeah. how would she perceive that it's such a fucked up thing to say yeah but it's... yeah he... insane <laughs> he... i felt like he probably should have thought about that for two minutes before he went in there but... <laughs> go check with martha martha yeah. seemingly knew he went to visit her yeah i think maybe she thought he was more evolved than this <laughs> maybe he does seem a little baffling um yeah. but yeah so um obviously he's a coward so he just leaves 
Um, he literally he, just he, leaves. He just leaves, yeah. Um, which is fair enough. And then nice little moment with Martha where he like thanks her for everything and they awkwardly brush over the fact that she told him she loves him and that sort of stuff. And that's another thing as well. Again, a coward move not to even acknowledge yeah. that in fairness. Like, yeah. Give Martha an open forum to talk about something. <clears throat> yeah. Rather than being like, oh, yeah, no, I don't remember anything like that. Anyway, where do you want to go? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one thing I'll say, I'm, I, this is, I, I had this opinion. I, I don't want to get too un- into it because it's technically from an episode in the future. Um, this is the last we see of, of Joan Redford. This is the last we see of Joan Redford, yes. Not the actress. Not the actress. Yes. And not not the final note of this connection, in a way. No, we'll, we'll get one more little taste of it in yeah. in the end of time part two, yes. but And I, I always thought to myself, why would he not... Why is it a, a relative in present day? And then I... And now I, I always thought... Why would why wouldn't he just go back to her? And mm-hmm. then this episode made me reconsider and go, because she wants nothing to fucking ever do with this guy ever again. Yeah, and he's ashamed. He's yeah. He he runs away, tail between his legs, and he's terrified to go back to her. Was well, she says she says to him, um, he was braver than you in the end. Yeah, and uh, she I mean she says, you chose to live, he chose to die, which mm. is just really puts it in, into perspective, really, and it is. It's kind of true, really. It's it very true. Kind of true. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Big old coward doctor, call you Thanks. on your shit. I like it when he gets called on his shit. It doesn't happen much, but it's interesting. Mm. It's interesting. Um, also, just... this is the. I guess. I mean, we've seen it before, but the first part in the um, in the the historic humbling of the tenth doctor. Yeah, that he has to kind of go through. <laughs> so. He does go for. There's a reason yeah. he is the shortest lived doctor. <laughs> yeah. The shortest, but the uh, the vainest, the yeah, the one who loved himself the most, but... and that's telling. That is very telling, especially with this episode. Yeah. Um, older Tim. Oh yeah, then there's some more stuff or whatever, and then, then there's some other stuff that, yeah. really, let's be honest, should have not been in the episode. Uh, <laughs> the the whole war thing, the one where he's like in a war with Hutchinson. It, that episode always seems strange to me because they kind of like they kind of like built up towards it like we see that several times over the two parts but never like the resolution we always see like mm. a little bit of time and them looking up and then there's a bomb coming and like oh what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and the yeah. big resolution is they step to the right they literally <laughs> walk two paces to the right. <laughs> and then it's like we're saved and I'm like yeah all right <laughs> And and also like there's something we I know we played the game yesterday and I was mm. I was I took an L when you correctly guessed he was 17 years old but we both agreed that he looks yesterday? like fucking 11. <laughs> it wasn't yesterday. Was I say yesterday? You said yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. It actually wasn't. This makes it sound like we're recording these back. We're actually not. We're, yeah, we're genuinely. It's not. genuinely a few days. <laughs> I misspoke. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. He is. He's a a little boy. Of seventeen, mm. I can believe that. Also, he says, he says, what did he say to Hutchinson? Didn't I promise you all those years ago? Wasn't it last year? One year ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, this could be in the war a little bit. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it could be further down. They never explicitly say that is nineteen fourteen, do they? No, I don't think so. 
Yeah, okay, all right, I'll buy that. Then. Fair enough, fair enough. My, my thing more is that he sounds like a child playing soldier when he's like, and get up on your feet, that's an order. I'm like, you're 12, bro. Like, yeah, but isn't like, that kind of a point? Boys went to war? Yeah, but he just seems like a loser. I don't know, there's <laughs> something about it. I'm just like, it just, seem, it just seems like a child. They could yeah, have chosen that's... an older-looking 17-year-old. No, that's the point. He's, he's a, Boys went to war. I know I get it, but he just... <laughs> It sounds silly, okay. and then and then and then the episode. I right, maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm illiterate when it comes to any form of like media analysis or whatever. Right, but yeah, you are. What, what's thank you? <laughs> what is? What's the point of any of it? Of any of Tim's stuff in this? I know. I know his connection with the watch. I See, get this that. is this is what I was saying last week. The whole thing with him having the gift of prophecy. There's no reason for it. There's just, and then like. He just has it. We say this is a, a great written episode. Yeah, in some parts. <laughs> in others, not so much. Because in, like in the B storyline that should have obviously been cut, it shows its Yeah. Its stretch. It, the, it, it, Tim was really just a way for the doctor to lose the watch for half an hour. And then for him to get it back later. That's kind of the purpose that he served, really. Yeah, basically. Um and I just I don't know, I find it weird that he's like you know, this is not the time that they die. Whatever, right? And then he's he's obviously receiving his his um, incredibly <laughs> small case parade or whatever, right? What World War One and World War Two veterans that like back in the day they got the red carpet rolled out for them. This guy just like a local roundabout has put up a fucking. Oh no, copy. I th I think like, I don't think that's necessarily like a parade for him. I think it's just a remembrance service. Oh well, he's just there to yeah, pay his respects. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's necessarily. For him exclusively, I think it's yeah, just a a um a November remembrance service or whatever. Oh, okay. So he's put his poppy on yeah. and off he yeah, went. Exactly. Oh, the doctor puts on a poppy as well. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. No, that that's fair. I like the. Um, <clears throat> I don't. It, it seems weird because he sees them and then like the the passage being read from the. I don't. I I'm not religious, but I don't know. The passage that was being read was about like eternal aging and life. The passage that's been read is is a very specific one that's read out during remembrance services for military personnel. Yeah, and yeah. it's I just look, I'll be honest, I just don't know what it's trying to say. I just don't. I don't get it. I think I think it's a bit of it's also the yeah, I think you have to take into account the context of the era in which this came out as well because. Mm the Iraq-Afghanistan war was still very much going on at this time. That's true. Yeah, and, it yeah, was, yeah, that's and, it, and there was still, a, especially in the UK, there was still a big focus on like, remember at COVID when it was all like, oh, nurses are heroes, nurses are our heroes. At this time, it was all very much, our oh, soldiers are our heroes and this type of stuff. Right. And, it, and that was very much like the this sort of ongoing thing, really. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it checks out. They probably wanted the doctor in a poppy for some... Yeah, promo, didn't they? Yeah, really. Um, all right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it doesn't spoil the episode for me at all. I think there's just a point in the episode where I could have turned off and it wouldn't. I, I would have missed two minutes that meant not much to me. Yeah, in the overall story. Did we get any thoughts, any tweets about this episode? Uh, no, I did because I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Let's make some up. Um, Sally writes. <laughs> Um, hey guys, I, I love the podcast, and you two are very handsome and sexy. Um, oh wow, thank you, Sally. <laughs> wow, that's very kind to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thanks for deciphering our appearances through the podcast. <laughs> yes, 
Anyway, we got one more thing to do. Weirdo of the week! Weirdo! This is a section of the show, and it's everyone's favorite section where we get to take a look back at some of the weird and <laughs> shut up and wonderful that one up, and comfy little characters, fuck off, who come across our screen each and every week and we celebrate them or whatever the fuck we do. Um, I'm going first this week. Fuck you for that. Um, <laughs> my weirdo for this week is the 10th Doctor himself. Fuck um, you, it was going to be mine. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe the same reason. Who knows? Yeah, I have a backup. It's fine. Do yours. <laughs> okay. Um, my Tenth Doctor is my weirdo for the fact that um, once he's changed back and he goes to see Joan, he invites her to come along with him. And again, I said it earlier, maybe he should have thought about this conversation for more than two minutes before he actually went and had it. Because, first of all, how did he think this was going to go? And also, <laughs> just like, what does he think is going to happen with Martha? And he's and he's got Martha and Joan in the TARDIS together. Like, how, how does he think that situation is going to go for him, really? He's just a prick. He's he? such a fucking dickhead, man. <laughs> he's such a cunt in this episode. <laughs> and then the audacity to, like, essentially try and recruit Martha's replacement and then yeah. just go to her and give her a big hug. And then he's like, oh, what a prick, man. What an yeah. absolute prick he is. Big, big time prick. Well, sure, but I'm interested to know your backup. My backup, are you familiar with the blood thinks he's part of the team meme? Yes, I am. The Drake in like a, some sort of football coach thing. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. I would have gone with that one. You should have gone with that one. <laughs> Blood thinks he's part of the team. That is funny. <laughs> he's just always there. He's like the doctor's fire and ice and rage. I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> uh, no, I like that little speech. That's 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 good. Um... It's a good speech, but like he he's heard whispers through a watch, and he yeah, he just he, he's too eager to get amongst it. Things he's part of team. Oh, that is very funny. <laughs> I enjoy that. All right, yeah, perfect. Um, that's that's yeah, my go with that one. Take that one as your official. Take that. Okay. A meme, I guess, is your weirdo of the week. That's the thing, it doesn't work without that meme. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's good, though. It's good. Um, big week next week. Um, oh, I'm so excited for next week. I'm it's scared. I'm, I'm very scared. Spooky time. I've watched Blink twice. Once when it aired. Yeah. And I didn't sleep that night. I, was, I remember it yeah. so... I, I'll, actually... I remember the night. I'll save the night and my story surrounding the night for next week. A bit of sizzle. A little bit of sizzle for next week. It's going to be a, a spooky time. Watch Blink if you're brave enough. Honestly, I don't blame you. Cause yeah. I think I'm going to do the full time. Blink experience. I think I'm going to wait until like 2am and watch it in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's a so good I mean, time. it does get dark before that, but I want the, <laughs> I want the full nighttime experience. It gets dark at like 7 o'clock now. <laughs> like, I'm excited for next week for a few reasons which we'll we'll get into 
Um, we've yeah. both sizzled. We've both <laughs> left a sizzle. <laughs> a little bit of sizzle. So come back next week. Indeed, um, do. And guess what you can do in the meantime while you're waiting to come back next week. Uh, You can mosey on over to Twitter at StillGotLegsPod. Most of the time, although we didn't showcase it in this, we normally ask for people's thoughts on the episode, read some out, get some insights that maybe we hadn't considered. So do do consider coming on over there. Uh, If not, um, uh, there's an email that's all over the Twitter. You can go find that um, and and let us know your thoughts. That'd be great. It's in the description below. Oh, there you go. Uh, I think it's still got legs podcast at gmail.com, but that might be wrong, so it's below. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's it's below. You don't even have to leave this platform. And yes. speaking of not leaving the platform, uh, you don't want to without leaving us a lovely review. It'd be very, very kind uh, if you could go and give this a little five star. Um, and the show, maybe share it out to your mates. Uh, Doctor Who is going through a a change in in leadership, and it's a very exciting time. In the build-up to the new 60th tra- anniversary. New trailer coming out next week, it seems. Ooh, next there you Saturday, go. Saturday, new trailer coming out. So. We're all leaving Sizzle this week. Potentially getting some air dates for the 60th as well, so Good exciting shit. times. I am indeed excited, and you should be <clears> too. <throat> um, and we have another podcast, Nathan. We do. It's called Another Happy Pod. We're about to record an episode right now, and it's uh, our latest episode, which is all... Is it our latest episode? No, it's not, because our latest episode has already been (laughs) recorded, and it's already out. And that is uh, the finale of our look through the Hunger Games series. We recently went through all the Hunger Games movies, um, three episodes on those, so you can go check those out. Um, And next week, we are doing Hairspray, so... Fun times all around. Great variety. You get you get fascism and rebellions <laughs> and children starving. And then you get musicals, which are seemingly just a fun little song and dance, but then also about the heart of racism and the civil rights <laughs> movement. So it's a fun time for all. Look, we're not going to apologize for being too progressive. Okay? We won't. Yeah, we refuse. We, <laughs> we, refuse. we don't mind talking about the hard issues while also rocking out to some tunes. <laughs> yeah, we're too woke, if anything. Exactly. Oh, I to, even in context, I have to specify that I hate that word so much. <laughs> so do I. I can't stand it. Goodbye, to everyone. Merry Doctor blokes. Who. Merry Doctor Who to you, to your family, and to everyone else who celebrates. This has been Still Got Legs. Stay hoovy. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.